What is up, everyone? I'm Ryan Garcia from Fireside Knicks. I'm here with Dylan. The Knicks are coming off of an absolutely phenomenal win against the Boston Celtics. They didn't just beat the Boston Celtics. They blew them out. For most of that game, they were in control. There were some stretches where the Celtics went back on a run, but you were anticipating that the Celtics weren't going to you know, get blown up by like 30 or anything like that. So that kind of felt inevitable. But the Knicks were in control, man. They, they went in there. I know that the Celtics didn't have Jalen Brown, but I feel like that the difference with Jalen Brown there and not there isn't enough to make up for 15 points. Um, I, I think any player i mean i think equating any player who isn't like the clear-cut mvp to a 15 point swing feels crazy to me uh so i, I think the knicks would have won that game regardless but they looked really 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 good they've looked really good lately they've beaten some pretty good teams this is the second time they've beaten boston in the last like what month right i mean they've 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 taken it to them and boston's a team where you look at them and, and they're that's a team that should be either in the western the eastern conference finals or in the finals or winning it all um, and, you know, I, I'm really impressed with how they've played. You know, Josh Hart continues to make a positive impact. We continue to get great performances from Randall and, and, and Brunson quickly continues to be a great glue guy for this team. Dylan, first off, how are you doing today, my friend? I, I imagine you're doing well. Nick, Nick's Nets tonight for the fifth seed right now, at least. The winner of that game will remain the fifth seed, uh, I think, after tonight. Um, so it's a really exciting game. It's a really exciting time to be a Knicks fan. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. You know, the Knicks are rolling right now. We've won six in a row, just beat the Celtics. I mean, that's a really good feeling right there. You know, I'm really looking forward to what they can do tonight against Brooklyn. Um, you know, the Celtics win was very, very encouraging. You know, they held Jason Tatum to just 14 points and ended up getting them ejected at the end of the game. You know, thank you, Josh Hart, for that. <laughs> but, um, you know, they, they did really well, and I was really encouraged by what I saw. Emmanuel quickly had 23 points off the bench. You know, I thought that was great. He's boosting his six-man case. You know, right now it seems like that's Malcolm Brogdon's award to win or lose, excuse me. But uh, Emmanuel quickly is definitely in the consideration for that. And I definitely think, you know, I think that the win against Boston opened up some eyes amongst both fans and the media members alike of just how good the Knicks actually are and what they could be capable of come playoff time. And I also think this win was a good eye open was a good like eye test to see like just how competitive the Knicks could be in a playoff scenario. And you know this is second to what you said earlier. This is the second time they've beat Boston in about a month, and they've already beat Philly twice this year. They've already beat Cleveland twice this year. You know, I really like what we have going on right now and the, you know, credit, give credit to where it's due to the players, you know, the addition of Josh Hart, he's been, you know, a seamless fit. Everything's been flowing nicely with him. Jalen Brunson, you know, he, he's gotten a bit of a slow start out of the break, but you know, he's still providing an impact regardless. He's, you know, he's still making, moving the ball. Well, we're still finding good looks. Julius Randle has been unbelievable. You know, he's just continuing to do his thing, which is a very great sign. And I'm hoping he can continue to do that come playoff time because you know in 2021 Randall was pretty much a no-show in the playoffs so we can only hope that this time around when we come to the playoffs that he will show up and that we can we can compete but I definitely like our chances coming in and I think this past win against Boston was extremely encouraging to that. Yeah, I agree. And as you mentioned, you know, the Knicks have kind of done it without Jalen Brunson really going off. And I, I know that he's taking kind of a backseat to Julius Randle. Not in a sense of like Julius Randle's like uh, been like forcing him to take a backseat, but I feel like these two co-stars have kind of done a really good job at, you know, when the other one's red hot, you know, not stepping on their feet or not trying to force shots. They know that that person's red hot and they're willing to uh, kind of give up the number one scoring title to that or option to them. I feel like every month, every three or so week, every three weeks or so, they're kind of flip-flopping on, you know, oh, Julius Randle's this team's best score. Oh, no, it's Jalen Brunson. And I think it's in a good way. It's in a good way that that produces winning basketball. You know, as you mentioned, the postseason when Randall slumped, this team was doomed. When the second he wasn't, you know, 
immaculate, perfect, you know, the the, the all-star version of Julius Randle. This team was doomed. They were not going to get past the Hawks. It was going to be a bloodbath. Um, and, and that's what happened, right? Um, but this time around, it feels like if Julius Randle's shot isn't falling, he can just defer to Jalen Brunson. He could play a little bit more of a playmaker role, you know, drive to the basket, get boards, you know, not not necessarily uh, taking as many threes as he does typically. You know, he can he can kind of cut down the scoring role, volume uh, if he knows he's not his shot's not falling and Jalen Brunson's shot is falling. And both of them are aggressive enough to identify when they're you're performing really well. They're shooting really well and, and, and taking those shots, right? You know, I, I feel like having guys who aren't scared to score, aren't scared to have the ball in their hands, but also are smart enough to understand uh, when's the time to, you know, pass it out to your co-star. Um, I, I think that's showed on the court. I think it's, I think it's helped this team. You know, they have a lot of trust in each other. And, and then, uh, you know, the other guys around, you know, Emmanuel quickly continues to just, as you mentioned, be impressive. This dude is is ridiculous. He dropped 23 on the Celtics, four, seven from three, you know, seven of 13 from the field, five of six from the free throw line. He's the most efficient version of himself he's ever, he's ever been, right? This is the most efficient version of Emmanuel quickly we've ever seen in terms of true shooting percentage, in terms of, you know, field goal percentage. This is the best version of Emmanuel quickly. I think we've seen um, in his career. He continues to play great defense. No, the Knicks, they really put Tatum in hell, uh, you know, on Monday. They, they did, right? Josh Hart, Quinn and Grimes, they did an excellent job putting him in hell, man. They, As you mentioned, he got ejected, Josh Hart, with the with the wave. I mean, I think Josh Hart, it's been six games, but I, as a Knicks fan, it's, it's hard to say that, you know, that you're not in love with Josh Hart at this point. This dude's everything that I want in a, in a guy that I have in a glue role, in a closing lineup. You know, a supplemental piece. He's shot a lot better with the Knicks from three. You know, is that going to sustain that sick light? What, 60% from three? It's not going to sustain. But if you can give me 35 to 36% from three with the defense, with the playmaking, with the rebounding, it's this, as you mentioned in the previous two podcasts we've done, you know, with second chance points, this team's identity uh, needs to be around, you know, just being able to get those second chance points. This team isn't necessarily got, they don't necessarily have the high powered offense a team like the Nuggets may have or a team like the Suns can have with KD or even the East, a team like a healthy Bucks or a healthy Celtics team, right? But you know what they can do? They can, they are very physical. They know how to get boards, especially with Josh Hart. And, and I think that's part of their identity. It's why they're able to punch up and, and outplay competition that you would perceive is better than them. Um, and we'll get to see tonight how to that how that carries because this team's red hot right now. And it's at the right time, right? Two more, we, we talked about previewing this week, you know, Celtics, that if, you know, that's the game you feel like you drop, they picked up that game. Miami has lost a couple games recently, so you've widened the gap between you and Miami. You kind of feel like you grab one of these two, and if you're really good about this week, if you somehow sweep these next two games, this week's a monumental success. And we talked about different conversation, asking different questions with the Knicks. Um, do you feel like the Knicks now, do you feel like you can start? we can start asking, you know, can this team be a serious contender in the East? Can this team really, you know, push the, push, push the envelope with how far they can go? Like, where, where do you think this team's ceiling is right now after that win? Right, right. And, you know, like I mentioned before, I really like where this team is going. And I think, I think, you know, this is a sign that like the Knicks may be something more than frankly, everybody pretty much had thought throughout most of the season. Like this is opening a lot of eyes. We're seeing like, you know, how fluid the units are running together, how cohesive everything has been since Josh Hart came and how just, you know, the team's depth overall, which I think is huge. And um, you know, given all that stuff, I really like how we match up against teams like Philly and Cleveland, you know, and we have handled Boston. I'm, you know, Boston's obviously a really good team, so I'm not going to sit here and act like the Knicks are, are going to definitely beat them in a playoff series should they meet. But, you know, I like how we match up and I really am encouraged by what I've what I've been seeing over the past couple weeks with this Knicks team. And I'm really encouraged by this stretch. I'm really encouraged by, 
you know, everything we've seen. And I think it's, like you said, it's coming at a great time. You know, the season's winding down. You know, Mitch came back, you know, for the final stretch of the season. We're fighting for a playoff spot. At this point, we're looking really good for a playoff spot, and we could even grab the fifth seed. You know, Cleveland fans I've seen are starting to get worried about us, too, because they see how well we're playing. And, you know, Cleveland's a team right above us. We're only about roughly two games or so behind them. We're not even far from the fourth seed. You know, now Cleveland is a good team. But we have beaten Cleveland twice in the regular season. I know in the playoffs it's a different atmosphere, but I still like our matchup with them, you know. And I think, too, this changes a bit of conversation about where the Knicks can go. Because, you know, at first everyone's like, oh, play an exit or, you know, they won't get past first round. At this point, we need to start talking about, like, you know, if, you know, that they can get past first round. You know, obviously, you know, if they're going to be in a the fifth seed or the sixth seed, you know, they're going to have a, they're going to have a good opponent in the first round, but they, with the way they've been playing, I like the chances they have to be able to get past the first round, make the second round, you know, and if they really get high, even make the conference finals, you know, I conference finals obviously seems like a bit of a long shot right now, but you know, I'm not going to rule it out. I definitely wouldn't rule it out at this point. I definitely think, you know, with, with all the pieces clicking together right now, if that continues to be the case throughout the rest of the season and transfers into the postseason, then we can really have something going. And, you know, I think that's huge for the future, too, because even if we say, let's say we lose in the second round of the playoffs, let's say we win the first round, but we get knocked out in the second round, right? I think, though, that's still a huge step going forward because that already defies all expectations right then and there that you made it that far. And, you know, I think in the offseason, you made yourself look more attractive by bringing Jalen Brunson on, you know, during the season, you made yourself more attractive because of Julius Randle's uh, better play and how good Jalen Brunson has been playing all season long. And I think if you can win a playoff series, you make yourself really attractive to good free agents, you know, guys, disgruntled stars that might want to look for a trade. You make yourself look like a really attractive destination. And I think we're now at a point where we're not really looking at the draft anymore. We're not really looking like toward that lottery. We're looking more towards like win now moves, you know, moves that can thread the needle and completely and make us, you know, put us in that upper tier of like those Eastern Conference teams. Because, you know, the Eastern Conference is like a big three headed monster. You know, you have the Bucks, the Celtics and the 76ers. We all know those are those are the favorites to come out of the East. Right. But, you know, if the Knicks can, like I said before, if the Knicks can make it to the second round and if they can. You know, even if they get knocked out there, I still am optimistic going forward about what that can mean for the team because hopefully we bring back Josh Hart, which I honestly expect to do because honestly, in the six-game sample size we've seen of Hart, I know it's just six games, but I already think that we've seen more than anybody could have predicted right off the bat. You know, his fit is seamless, and he's a Tibbs type of guy, so I definitely think he's a core piece moving forward. He makes the team so much deeper because the difference in the bench has been you know, astronomical because before Hart came along, we were one of the worst bench teams in the league. Now people are talking about that. We're one of the best benches in the league. The narrative has flipped completely. So I definitely think, you know, I definitely think we have a lot going in our, in our favor. And I'm hoping, you know, that can continue. If they can win tonight against Brooklyn, that'd be a nice step. Cause then we'd create more separation from Brooklyn in the standings. Cause we're already a game up on them. But if we can beat them tonight, we'd go up two games we're already a couple games up on Miami in the seventh spot. So then fifth seed would look really comfortable for us going down the final stretch.
Yeah, I definitely agree. And, you know, as you mentioned, with kind of the the change in, in the shift in uh, how you're going to look at this Knicks team, you know, we're not sitting here. This podcast is not going to be a podcast, you know, where in April we're talking about, all right, guys, let's look at the draft lottery. Where do you think the Knicks can fall? You know, what type of guys are going to get, you know, in the five to 10 range or whatever? I mean, no, that conversation's gone, right? You know, even we have our own, you know, I think we still have our own pick, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and if not, you know, I, that Dallas pick, man, mm-hmm. the Dallas Mavericks are like a game above 500. We're going to have, we might end up with like the 17th, 18th pick and not because of us, but because of the team we traded with, right? Their pick might end up being better than ours. So, um, you know, the way I look at it is, as you mentioned, it's no longer a conversation about how can this team, you know, acquire young talent and rebuild. It's about how can this team now get that final piece to push them over the edge. And as you mentioned, join that that three-headed monster. That's going to slowly, I think, become a four-headed monster as Cleveland kind of gets a little bit better. I, I think they're a really good team. So, um, but I, I agree that there's kind of that like mini gap between like the 76ers and Cleveland, right? Where the, 70, the 76ers, I think, having a Joel Embiid, having a Jason Tatum, having a Giannis, you know, that that's different than having, you know, Donovan Mitchell, who isn't like, who isn't bad or anything there isn't like not that good but he isn't gonna win the mvp if you get what i'm saying um i feel like one of those three guys uh mm-hmm. for those three teams are going to win an MVP or are going to at least finish top three mvp voting multiple times in their career um knicks are pushing that envelope i think they're reaching the ceiling of a team that doesn't have that type of mvp caliber player or that like salt that like dark horse mvp cal- caliber player you know i don't know if julius Randle or brunson are pushing into that tier maybe they are um but the way I look at it right now is, as you mentioned with Josh Hart, this team is just deep, right? This team is just, they they, they just have so many quality NBA players. Um, you know, they, they don't really trot out lineups that aren't good or like where you feel like you're at a mismatch. You know, you feel like you can match anyone's bench. You like the starting lineup, you know, you, you have Brunson and Randall who just need to keep pace with the stars and the other team. And then you you have your bench kind of take the lead there. That's kind of how the Knicks are going to be able to beat some of these teams in the postseason if they if they, if they they are able to, you know, get a matchup that that. that can favor them you know end of the day they're gonna be they're gonna have to they're gonna have to face some teams that are really tough in the postseason in the first round right you're not gonna be able to walk into the postseason and face you know like the wizards right you're, you're walking into the postseason your, your your easiest matchup quote-unquote is the Cavs, right and the Cavs are still really damn good we you know grimes has defended mitchell well all year and i think that the knicks have some good personnel to handle um the the Cavs, but the Cavs are no joke they have enough big men to you know kind of stop julius Randle if he's driving to the paint or and make it really make it really tough to get boards um and they have the guard play to certainly uh put up a bunch of points so the way i look at it is this team is serious like this team as you mentioned the ceiling is it, you can't really count them out of anything right this team is kind of just exceeded expectations left and right um but the way I look at it is, you know, realistically, if this team gets to the postseason and they lose to the Cavaliers, it's not a disappointing end to the season. It's just like a, you know, you kind of, you think about maybe you could have won, whatever it may be, right? A disappointing end to the season would be, you know, seventh seed, play in, losing the play in, right? That would be a disappointment to me. I'd be pretty, I'd be pretty disappointed with that. Um, not just based on coming into season expectations, but I think it's fair to readjust your expectations based on how they've played recently. Um, you know, as you mentioned with Mitchell Robinson, Mitchell Robinson's continued, like he's come back and it's like night and day. It feels like this team is so different interior on the interior. Uh, I know Josh Hart adds a rebounding presence as well as a good rebounding guard. I feel like quickly has improved his rebounding uh, over his three year tenure with the Knicks. Um, but man, this team, they just do, they do all the little things. Well, there's really no massive flaw at this team. Um, but as, as we kind of project forward, as we kind of look towards the rest of this week and, and you know, upcoming matchups, right. This matchup with the Nets is crucial. Whoever wins this matchup is going to be the fifth seed uh, after tonight. Um, And that could change throughout the season, of course. But the Knicks have an opportunity not to bury the Nets, per se, but to put them in a spot where the Nets have to do, have to, the the Knicks will control their own destiny. If the Knicks win tonight, um, they push the Nets uh, two games back, right? They, you know, they're two games ahead of the lost column of Miami. 
right? They could be a game ahead in the loss column of Brooklyn, who also has to play, has is also back two wins in the loss column, would be three if the Knicks won tonight. They they really they could really put themselves in a situation to be in a great spot after tonight's if they were to win tonight. What do you think is the key to tonight's game? Who do you think has to step up? Who do you think is that guy tonight uh, for the Knicks um, if they were to come away with a win? Right, right. So I think Jalen Brunson is going to be the one to have to step up a little bit. You know, he's been fine. You know, he's still been moving the ball well. I know he's been off to a slow start out of the break, but you know, I can see slowly he's starting to figure it out a little bit. And I think honestly, I think he's in line for a big night tonight against Brooklyn. I do think so that, that, you know, I already know Brooklyn's plan is going to be attack Jalen Brunson because Brunson navigates through defenses so well. So their game, their game plan is going to center around him. So, you know, you hopefully we can, I'm hoping we can see a big night out of Brunson, but you know, I think the big key really is, you know, if Randall has a big game and also defense, because I know Brooklyn doesn't have KD and Kyrie anymore, but, you know, you can't, like, just ignore guys like Mikhail Bridges, for example. Mikhail Bridges just dropped 31 last night against Milwaukee. Really good team, obviously, one of the best teams in the NBA. He just dropped 31 against them. He had a 45-point game against Miami a few weeks ago. Don't, you know, and he, he's someone who he, 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 can, he can light it up and get red hot at any given moment. So I definitely think making sure you can contain him and keep, you know, try to, limit his abilities as best you can on the offensive side is huge you know defensively he's gonna be a pest we already know that but you know I think if Brunson can have a big game that would be really beneficial to a win tonight um you know you don't want to let him get you don't want to let Bridges get hot like I said you don't want to let those things happen if you can stop guys like that because last time we played Brooklyn Bridges had only like seven points so and we ended up winning by 20 so you know if you can stop him from I think he's a big key right there. If you can stop him from, from really heating up, then that can really give you a big advantage. We're also at a rest advantage here. Brooklyn is on a back-to-back. We had the day off yesterday, so we 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 have an advantage there in that regard. But you know, like I said, as long as like we can get good nights out of Brunson, you know, your usual good night out of Randall, I think you know we can be in line for a win. And obviously, with our bench, our bench is way deeper than Brooklyn's right now, so. I definitely think we can we can get something going, you know. Brooklyn won't have Ben Simmons, even though he's kind of been a non-factor. It's still Ben Simmons. He's still a good defender. Um, you know, Brooklyn's also missing a couple other pieces. I think they're missing um, Yuta Watanabe, who's like one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA. So, you know, those are key pieces right there that they're missing. We need to take advantage of that and make sure we limit the guys that are playing, such as Bridges, Dinwiddie, um, you know, Cam Johnson, because Cam Johnson's lit us up in the past. You don't want him to get hot either because he's a lights out shooter. Things like that. If you can if you can thwart those guys and match it up and you know, match it up with a big night from our guys on the offensive side, then that'll be the key tonight to winning this game. Yeah, I agree. And that's going to come down to Quentin Grimes and Josh Hart when you mention uh, Mike M- Mikel Bridges. I feel like those two guys really, they really, really made, made life difficult uh, for Bridges. Um, they made life difficult for Tatum on Monday. Um, right. They can make life difficult for for any anyone. And I feel like at, you know, another point you mentioned too um, that's going to be huge here is is you got to let you know Cameron Johnson can shoot the light, can shoot the gym out. Right? He can he can absolutely gash you from three. I know. Uh, Watanabe is questionable right now, so I'm I'm not sure I'm not sure if, uh, what how what his percentage of playing tonight is. Though I don't know. I, I mean, it's obviously not 100. Um, percent But if he is somehow able to play, you know, with you're Ben have to Simmons out, I could yeah, even I would expect play. him to get some time on the court if he were available. So you know, regardless and regardless, if Watanabe were to be playing, 
he's a lights out shooter. So if you were, you know, if you saw him on the court, you got to make sure you don't let him get hot because I know he's not a high volume scorer, but he is a shooter. And some of our problems all year Any have been night. perimeter defense. So we can right now we, we we exactly and we've been you know our perimeter defense has tightened up great lately. We can't take a step back. We got to keep our foot on the gas with that regard and not let not let shooters get hot. We did a great job against with that against Boston. Boston shot like horrible from three. Like I don't have the exact percentage, but they shot like below twenty percent. You know they they just had an awful shooting night. We guarded the three really well. We were switching really well. We were giving Tatum fits all night so much. We got in his head and got him ejected from the game. So you know if we can if we can just limit shooters like that again, like we've been doing. We're in line for a good one. We're definitely in line for a good one. Yeah, and I'm very excited to see how this team takes on the challenge of, you know, you're playing three straight quality playoff teams, right? If you can, you know, how do how do they how do they respond from how do they continue this hot streak? You know, they're no longer I feel like we're moving past the point where they're just like, oh, it's the Knicks, they're sneaky good. It's like you know, the Nets are not going to view the Knicks as, oh, they're sneaky good. They're pests. They're like, yo, this team's good, and we've, they've got a target on their back. This team's red hot. You know, other teams in the East. The Nets in Miami, they're they're on the outside looking in on that fifth seed, and they want that fifth seed. They want it bad. They want that fifth seed just as badly as the Knicks do. But can the Knicks show that, hey, you know what? We have the more talented roster. We are the better team, and we're going to, we're going to play like that. This is kind of the first time in a while uh, where the Knicks are going to walk into, you know, matchups with good postseason teams, established franchises like Miami. You typically don't see, you know, a New York-Miami matchup where New York is supposed to be the favorite, right? You know, it's a New York-Brooklyn matchup. This is going to be a good game, and quite frankly, the Knicks have to start living up to the that, that role that they're going to have where, you know, you can't just walk in there and expect to beat the crap out of the Knicks anymore. You can't walk into Madison Square Garden and, you know, you're opposing you're an opposing player and you're like all right time for me to have a 40 bomb and have an iconic game at madison square garden that those days feel like you know if you want those days to be behind you it's time to embrace that role and this team is definitely capable of doing it so um tonight my guy to watch for tonight I, i'm gonna go with quinn grimes right you know as he mentioned the importance of protecting the perimeter i think he's gonna be really important for that um and, and then another thing too is you know the not that the nets don't have you know, the Nets are like bad or anything, but I feel like defensively their guard play, you know, when you have a guy like Dinwiddie on the court, um, your defensive guard, your guard play defensively isn't going to be very good uh, in that regard. Uh, so, you know, maybe he can take advantage of that. Michael Bridges is an, is an incredible defender, but if you feel like you, if you, that's, he's probably going to be on a Brunson or a uh, Randall, I imagine. Uh, I don't think they're going to put him on Grimes necessarily. Um, so if Grimes gets open looks, if he can hit his threes, if he can play clutch defense, you know, the Knicks are going to walk out of this uh, with a win. So I know that Grimes, I'm not putting all the pressure in the world on Grimes, but I think that if he has a, if he can play his role tonight of being, you know, the three and D guy with some playmaking and, and getting a couple looks at the rim, he can, and he does it well, the Knicks are going to win tonight. So, yeah. So Quentin Grimes, you know, he can definitely be an impactful player tonight. You know, like you said, um, the guard play defensively for Brooklyn is not the best. And, you know, I definitely would expect Mikael Bridges to be on Jalen Brunson. So Dinwiddie will likely be on Grimes. And, you know, Grimes has not been, you know, obviously since Hart came along, Grimes has slowed down a little bit. His shot hasn't been falling as efficiently. But, you know, he slowly picked it up the other night. He had a couple threes the other night. So we can we can hope that, you know, he's in line for a much bigger game offensively with Dinwiddie on him. You know, thing I like about Grimes is that he's even when he's not shooting the ball well he still knows where to be on the floor he still knows where to make the passes he knows when to make the right pass he knows how he knows when to do the smart things the little things on the floor and of course his defensive impact is amazing you know we that's a big reason why he still starts and gets a lot of minutes is because of the defense but you know overall offensively I still like his contributions to the ball movement and things like that so De Quentin Grimes is definitely someone to watch tonight for sure 
Hopefully he can have a big night with Dinwiddie on him, you know, and like I said, a big night from Brunson and or Randall will be the main catalyst, but Quentin Grimes is definitely someone to keep a close eye on with given who he'll be matched up with. So, and I'm hoping that he can have a big night because I do want to see Quentin Grimes get a bigger night and have a, you know, a much more impactful offensive night. We all know he's been great defensively all season long, but, you know, I think, I think sometimes we still wonder just where's, what's Grimes is like ceiling offensively. I think we're still trying to figure that out. So, you know, and I, I don't think we'll have the answer tonight, but, you know, regardless, I do think we can, a big game from Grimes or a much more highly high scoring game from him, or at least more than like five points will definitely kind of show like, it'll, it'll emphasize the depth of this team. I think that's a big thing. It'll emphasize the depth because, with you know, Josh Hart's been scoring in double figures off the bench nonstop. Manuel quickly has been great off the bench all year long. So I think, you know, like I said, a big game from Grimes can emphasize the depth big time. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And, you know, end of the day, I'm really, really, really excited for this matchup. I think it's going to be good. Then again, it's a good test. I know the Celtics team was, you know, Celtics are, Celtics are a better team than the Nets. Um, but, you know, you, you just, it's good to see your team play multiple playoff teams in a row and kind of see how they fare. You know, as you mentioned, this is going to be a little bit of a playoff preview. You mentioned this in the last podcast we did. We're like, this is going to be the next kind of like, you know, pushing it in terms of, you know, this is their playoff preview. This is kind of what they're going to look like in the postseason, uh, you know, in terms of uh, lineups and rosters and all that stuff. There, so far, Game one of three of this playoff preview, if, if we like to call it that, uh, they've they've passed that test. So tonight is the second test. Can they get through that one? And if, again, you know, if you beat the Nets tonight, I think a win against Miami, while it obviously helps your standings, I consider it a cherry on top, right? The fact that you took the first two games, or you took two, if you take two out of three this week, it's a win. That's how I've been saying it all week. Um, if you somehow sweep, it's impossible for me to be even remotely displeased in the slightest, right? You can't, there's no complaints to be had. It's perfect, right? Uh, but I think you make a lot of really good points about, the, about um, you know, just how this matchup's going to look like against the Nets. Guys, I hope you guys are just excited as we are because this is a big series. This is a big uh, game for the Nets. This is a big This is a big month for the Knicks, really. It's going to determine big, big a lot series. when it comes to their playoff seating. So, series. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yep. we got a big, so, you know, big I don't know stuff if you have any final on, thoughts. You know, they, I, I'm... Right now they have this stretch with uh, Brooklyn, Miami, and then, you know, they will play Boston again after Miami. So we're hoping right there that we can see – you know, just how this team would perform in the playoffs. I, you know, I think it'll be a big test. I think this will be like the, this will, this will show people like, okay, now the Knicks are playing playoff teams. Here's how they would match up against those playoff teams. Let's see how they would do, you know, and they've already, they've already passed the one test. Like you said, they passed the first test with playing Boston, pretty much dominating Boston, really, because Boston never really came that close. You know, they, they had a couple good runs, but they never really like, they never really threatened the lead late, you know, so I do think that was a great test right there. And I think as this week goes on, we'll, we'll see a lot more. And I'm hoping we can see a lot of good things more than bad things. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. And, you know, uh, end of the day, this team is playing really well. This team's continued to impress. You know, it feels like every time we come on this podcast, we have an opportunity to talk about something good that's happened with the Knicks. You know, maybe maybe we just are the good luck charm. Maybe we're the reason why the Knicks are playing well. Uh, you know, end of the day, throw away all the stats. Let's just chalk it up to superstition. <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, I'm really excited for tonight's game. Um, you know, I hope you guys are just excited. You know, let us know what you guys think in the comments below. If you guys like what we do, make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe. We've got plenty of Knicks content for you guys. Make sure to check out the Fireside Knicks Twitter. Make sure to check out all our socials. I'm Ryan Garcia. That's Dylan Backer. We'll see you guys on the next episode of Fireside Knicks.